Hello, what's up? You're listening to Women and Music, and I'm your host, Alexa Ace. Today's episode is um, therapeutic. You can tell my ADHD was like slightly chilled, and that's only because today's guest is Kirby, the granddaughter of Soul. Kirby is everything. I mean, everything. Kirby was raised in Mississippi and studied music at Berklee College of Music. But inspired by Kanye West's college dropout, she dropped out and began a YouTube challenge where she uploaded a new original song for 275 days. And guess what? On day 302, she signed to Rock Nation. Kirby released her first album, Sis, in February 2020 and has an insane, I mean insane, songwriting credit catalog, including Four or Five Seconds with Paul McCartney, Rihanna, and Kanye West, Die With You with Beyonce, Break Your Heart Right Back with Ariana Grande. I mean, I could just keep going. Others include Demi Lovato, John Legend, Jennifer Lopez. This episode is special, so special. I mean, it's just so special to me that I had the opportunity to speak with her during such a pivotal moment in her career. Like, yes, she's a songwriter. Yes, she's a hit maker. But first and foremost, Kirby is an artist. And now that she's released her own music, I mean, world, get ready, get ready, get ready. This radiance is infectious. Introducing Kirby. I want to just start first and foremost by saying, Kirby, you're an artist. You are an artist, an established artist also. Um, how did you use the art of songwriting to propel your career? Mm, first of all, I received that because for so long, I would just say success to, to me is that when people describe me, um, musically speaking, that they would say artist first and songwriter second. So just you saying that and languaging that way, like it really just affirmed something that's been on my vision board, you know, for years, just really wanting to feel like, you know, that was um, the first part when it comes to, comes to music, my identity. But yeah, like um, I went to Berkeley College of Music for songwriting, um, had to drop out like most of us do. Um, and this was before, oh my God, I can't, it's crazy to say that it's been 10 years ago. So this was before like TikTok and Instagram. This was back when like everybody was doing YouTube covers and kind of getting popular. I never really was good at that. Like I had one viral cover from Jennifer Hudson that went, you know, she kind of retweeted and that got 30,000 views. And I was like, oh yeah, this is no it. I'm winning, you know? No big, yeah. So that was my only viral moment. But I had a, um, I had an epiphany um, when my first love from college ended up passing away. And I was just like, oh, my God, Lord, like, you don't know how much time you can have on this earth. Mm -hmm. And it really just shook me to my core. And I think it was my way of um, coping. It was in many ways, even though I was in therapy, that was a part of my therapy, which was doing uh, a song a day. And I would just wake up and um, living at home with my parents in Mississippi with very much little to distract me. I would just wake up and write a song. Um, and um, I would tweet it to like very particular people and I never went viral. I emphasize this all the time. I think the most views I would have gotten was probably 8,000 maybe on. And that was on a video when I got signed. But for me, it wasn't about going viral. At that time, it was about doing the work and just having the right person see me and say, hey, I don't know who will wake up every day and do this. And if they have this level of commitment, let's give her a shot. And um, thank God I, I tweeted um, songwriter Elijah Blake, artist and songwriter Elijah Blake. And I didn't know at the time he was um, being managed by Rock Nation and he brought me into Rock Nation and they signed me um, to Rock Nation Publishing. And um, yeah, that's, that's how the journey. What a passionate story. Um... I mean, if there's anything at all that I just heard from just the first question and answer, it's consistency, discipline, and passion. Um, and it, it got you, it, it took you to that next level just by you doing what you needed to do for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I received that. Yeah. That's consistency and passion. And that's something that I even now, like 10 years later, I'm still trying to tap into that 
even in a different way because I don't I was telling somebody the other day I said can I really I think because life is lifing more so than it was you know when I was drop a fresh dropout out of college you know I feel more so like can I it's it's it really takes more of a discipline now to wake up and say I'm going to write every day but I think it's just um I just never want that hunger to go away I always want to feel like it's something that I would be willing to put to put it all on the line for Mm, that's right. Ooh, wow. I love that response. And the process of becoming an artist. Um, I mean, truly, artists are, I mean, I think, born as artists. You say you always knew. Um, clearly, you always knew. You know, like I said, I'm a photographer, and I do think that maybe songwriting for you could have been, um, and tell me if I'm wrong here, but it kind of was that foot in the door in the industry without you even realizing it. And then you're like, whoa, wait a second. Um, let me further myself here. Let me, let's keep going into this. So, Tell me, how did Kirby Lauren Dockery find her sound as Kirby? I think it took a lot of um, no's. I was watching a Money Long interview and she was saying how sometimes as a songwriter, you really kind of have to, I'm paraphrasing, tuck your tail and really kind of come go in a, a session. And it's, it's, it's I mean, it's, it's, it's it's a beautiful servitude, but it's it's a server nonetheless. You know, it's not about what I feel; it's about what the artist feels, and it feels, and it's a privilege. But it's also, um, the, in many ways, quite the opposite of being an artist. The artist is very much about being fully yourself. It's about you know being unapologetic. It's about this is what I feel, and so I really had to find. Um, I really had to find my voice. Mm-hmm. I had to find find my voice even sonically because. As a songwriter at that time, you know, pop music was very big. And so I would find myself trying to change the way that I sing because I would think, man, who's going to place this type of soul for record? Nobody sings like this. If I sing like this on this demo, how am I going to place it? Who's the the artist here? And so I found myself um, by kind of walking away because... A year, I guess it was probably a year after four or five seconds came out, I had moved back home to Mississippi again, had another moment of like, let me go back home Mm -hmm. and kind of recenter myself because I just felt um, in the L.A. rat rat race, I was losing myself. And I was like, why am I doing music? I I, I couldn't tell you, at that time, I wasn't writing songs that I just really believed and loved and loved. I feel like I was under a lot of pressure to try to get out of my publishing deal. And it was a lot of things. So I think I had to really strip away um, the false sense of confidence I had gotten from being accepted in the music industry. I had to strip that away and go back to Kirby, you know, go back to the piano, go back to what it is that makes you want to sing. What's, what gives you that feeling? Yeah. And, and, you know, logistically speaking, to do that, I had to go back home to Mississippi and really just kind of start over and, and say, hey, none of this matters if your soul is not intact. And um, I, I didn't plan to be in, in Mississippi for more than six months, but it ended up being there. I was there almost a year and a half, two years. Mm, wow. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. I mean, it's it's kind of crazy how much I'm relating to you right now, just um like I'm also just recently back home, but it is that um, it is that um, like you you got to go back to your roots when uh, when you don't feel authentic. And Kirby, everything I've heard from you, ev- everything about you, like I have chills right now just saying this. You are so fucking authentic. Oh, you are so you. Like, this is a divine moment. I love this for us, Alexa. <laughs> Me too, truly, because. Like through the screen, I actually was writing questions last night, and a lot of them were um, about authenticity. But um, my audience is mostly college women, so that's why I wanted to mostly speak about you know how you found yourself, um, how you found yourself. But um, I'm just quickly realizing that I I, I want to know about your your authenticity. I want to know what you stand for. I kind of want to know like your pain now. It seems like it seems like when something isn't right, you um, you revert back to like OG, like who you, who you are in your soul. How did you kind of take the LA um, out of your music at that point? And then, and then you were able to strip back down and, and write the songs um, that were Kirby or even some of the songs on Sis. Yeah. I think what it, what it, um, A is just like, make sure you just always stay connected to that core circle. 
those people that don't care. Like, I don't care, you know, you're, you're about to start pursuing your artist career. Like, people who don't care how many likes and follows and t- have viral your TikTok with. Like, it's really important to go back to life where that stuff is literally when you turn off your phone, it doesn't matter. I think in LA, LA feels like an algorithm for me. <laughs> LA just felt like a, a walking, breathing. It's a beautiful place, but it's very sceny for, you know, especially because I was experiencing LA from the vantage point of being in the music industry. I just didn't have any, um, I didn't build a community out in LA that was outside of what I did. Mm-hmm. And so I had to go back to people who were connected to my who and not my do. So that was like my first thing, like holistically and and, and mentally for myself. Um, and also listening to music that I love. I know that sounds crazy, but when you start feeling like, okay, if I do this song, it's going to make me money. Mm. You can really, um, really muddy the waters as what it comes when it comes to your taste and when it comes to what you even like and mm-hmm. I feel like it you you music is a lot of many in many ways it's a gut thing right you're like I don't know what it is but I feel this I don't know why but I just feel connected to this and I feel like if you start to tamper with that gut and start choosing things from a place of um but I, I'm doing this to make money I'm doing this because um, this might get me in with this sort of artist. I feel like you might get those things, um, those surface things, but you'll lose that uh, innate gut instinct about, ooh, but I love this and this is different. And I don't know why, but I'm connected to it. And so I had to go find people who made music that I just loved. And that's what I did. Like I would just go, um, I'm like a Wikipedia nerd, so I, like any like I I went and found Minahan Street Band, um, who formerly known as the Dap Kings. You know, I okay. found those guys and was like, hey, I, I you have worked on songs that I love. Maybe you can pull something out of me and remind me that hey, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had to find a like-minded circle of musicians and creatives who made music that I love and also proved to me and reminded me that I can make a living. That's right. Being who I am, because here's the thing, none of us, we know I'm not here for the broke, broke artist, broke musician mantra. Maybe that's what I was about to ask. Next. I don't want, I don't want a broke leg. I don't want a broken record, like none of that. But I, so I had to put myself around uh, people who made the type of music that I love and also they weren't struggling, you know what I'm saying? So that to me made me feel like my North Star was possible, that I didn't have to compromise who I was in order to um, be financially comfortable, which is really the big thing. A lot of us, we don't, we don't do those things because, oh, we just have no sense of dignity or, or, any, or we don't care. We just feel like some things you have to do in order to make money. Yep. And so I, when I got to um, New York and I found those guys, they had this beautiful studio and I saw that, you know, my producer Homer had, you know, working on all these records and he had this, you know, a team of guys. And I walked in the studio, I saw Lee Fields and my, it's almost like, you know, God, the universe, whatever people want to say, I, I felt God was showing me like, listen, when you go down this path, I reveal to you that there's a tribe that there's resources, that there's a way. But in, until I chose that road, I didn't know that those possibilities were even, they even existed. But once I chose, hey, this is the type of music that I want to do, I feel like my subconscious, um, you know, really led me to, um, it just affirmed that it was it was really possible. You know, it just, I said, okay, I can do this. And ironically, I didn't, I didn't make my record in L.A., I made this the first record I made in New York and it's my favorite one. And I think it's, it has a lot to do with because of, you know, the soul and, and where I did it, and did it, I did it, did it in um, New York City. Wow, man, I have so many things I could touch on there. Um, but I, I love that you mentioned, you know, you're not going to struggle. And I think that's so important. That's so important to uh, get across to um my listeners that are artists um, or that are just in the music industry because it's it, it is possible to be authentic and make money. Well, you got to figure out what that looks like for you. Now, 
you know, if you want, if you, what you have to define that. I remember one time being at Berkeley and John Mayer had came and he said, you have to define what success looks like for you. And it's generic. But a lot of people, they say, oh yeah, I need $50,000 a month to live in order to be happy. If you're only mm-hmm. making 5K right now, you must be completely miserable. So a lot of times we, we're, we're throwing numbers out there, but they're not really what we need to yep. be happy. So like work backwards. If you, if you, if it's, if you need this amount of, you know, followers to feel like, hey, man, I'm succeeding. What do I need to do content wise to engage an audience so that that happens? I just I just feel like, um, yeah, once I got to the point where I could really find my North Star, it made sense. So that kind of leads me to wanting to know more about your visual process and the creation of Kirby, um, because you're saying, you know, it really is about the vision. What What's your vision work backwards? What was your vision? What is your vision? Mm, you know what I will say in full transparency? Um, I'm definitely not where I want to be yet. Um, but I, I, like on today, I'll, I'll take it as, as small as that. On today, my vision this week is to nail these rehearsals for the festival we have on May 28th. You know, I've, I've had to really, in order to affirm myself and really, um, not feel down because I have so many big visions. I've, 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 I got many, I have many visions <laughs> in my NI visions so that when I accomplish these things at the end of the week, I feel like, okay, this is good. You know, if your vision is for four rehearsals, my vision is to do three TikToks. My vision is, you know, to complete this record, like to, to find musicians that I, I really connect with and vibe with and we can write songs with in a brand new city. Like I've tried to compartmentalize my vision from like, you know, the week, the month and the overarching year. Um, I think for me, I really, um, I say this all the time. Like um, I just, I want to be the artist that people are like, oh, you just can't deny that the music is really good. And I, and I feel like it's certain people that you can't, like, I feel like Black Thought is one of those people. Like, you don't hear, you might not hear, you know, for the from the roots, you know? You might not hear um, their song on the radio or top five, but you cannot deny the talent. You cannot deny the skill. Um, so I just want to um, become a better um, honestly, still a better songwriter. I feel like when I went on tour, um, I was my eyes were open to how I would love the moment of, of people singing my songs back, mm-hmm. how people come to a concert um, to escape. People come to a concert because they want to feel good. Nobody comes to a show because they want to feel worth. You know, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm here to feel empowered. I'm here to feel good about myself. Um, and and I, I just want to carry um, those moments on stage when I felt like, okay, Kirby, you have these people's attention for 30 minutes. What are you going to say? Mm. And I feel like um, my vision is, is is for when I, whatever I say on stage at some point in my life um, that I've written records that have resonated with people so much that they want to say them back to me. That's something I've never had happen before. Um, but I, I just, I want to write records that resonate, sing and write records that resonated with people so much that when I had that 30, 45 hour 10 to sing to them, they're singing it with me. And that means that I, I, I've done my job and I've communicated in such a way that they understand it and they feel it and they, they've embodied it, you know? And I just, whatever it is that I'm saying, I just wanted to be, to, to be, um, to be good for them to say, you know, I want, I want you to say lyrics of mine and, and, and don't feel like, you know, if you said them and just like typed them out, you'd be like, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> like, yes, like, this yes. is not what I should be saying. It's over things my you want you know, to say I, out loud. I, want, I, I mean, even when it comes to love songs, like I, I don't really, I want to be intentional about writing about like, if you don't love me, I'll die or something like, like, I don't like those types of things. I, I love love. I really, really do. But I feel like even in the way that we write love songs is important that um, I empower myself and empower, um, most importantly, empower myself. Because if I do that, then I know for sure somebody else will feel empowered singing it too. So I just, I want to sing lyrics that I, that I'm okay living (laughs) 
and yeah. um and hear people you know saying them back to me because it's like damn girl i live that too or i want to live that you know like i want to be loved like that or i felt that or that hurt but but you know even when i sing my hurt songs and my and my painful songs there is a conjunction there is a but you know because it ha- and, and it ha- in life there has to be yeah yeah, absolutely. And um, I was just actually pulling up your album here, Sis. Um, we were listening to it on repeat last night as we were just cooking a, a nice dinner and it was just on, the windows were open. That's your album. That, that is your music. I mean, I mean, immediately my partner and I said, again, the entire album, again. Um, and I love the way that you're talking about love songs um, because, oh man, you know, I, I didn't note it here, but there there is a song that you have um, and, and you're speaking to your X like with love child which one is it leon uh, <laughs> oh probably can we be friends um oh yes that's yeah it. um that's it. because i do i genuinely feel like that i feel like when you've lost love like i i learned at an early age um what it feels like to have somebody you know pass that you love yeah. so i don't really play around when it comes to um, you would have to do something very strange, something to block you. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I know what it feels like to say, to want to pick up the phone and be like, hey, this sucks, but I still love you. And that person they will be able to do that. And 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 no, you want that person to be able to do that, excuse me, and they can't. And so I, I try even when I'm mad, you know, even when you, you're dating a guy and it doesn't work out, like you're not, no, you are not dead to me. Because <laughs> there's a difference between, you know, something being reconcilable on this earth and somebody literally, it's not possible. You just have to hope, you know, that spiritually you guys both knew innately that, it, you know, there was love there. So I try even when I'm talking about relationships and, and friendships um, to not really ever leave something to the point where. Unless, you know, it's like, you know, there's some toxic people in the world, honey, and some people you have to really let go. Um, but in, 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 if there is a way to reconcile them in a healthy ending, if there's a healthy ending, you know, I consider that a happy ending. Damn. I, I always try to reach for that, even in a song, for real, for real. That's right. What a way of life. Um, I really think that your lyricism and your songwriting does showcase that. It showcases um, grace, I would say, in, in human life. And, uh, yeah, I mean, absolutely. And this is kind of random, but um, how do I say this? Are you on a healing journey currently? I'm on a very, um, I think I'm on a living journey. I don't know if there's anything. um, I'm not technically heartbroken right now. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm dating somebody and I know that we love each other, but we, we don't think we're each other's forever. And so that's a weird weird feeling to feel like there's an um pending expiration date but neither of you know when that is but you also know that this doesn't lead to the um the ideal lifetime partnership but you still love each other it's very strange mm-hmm. i haven't haven't dated a guy like that and, and felt that it's usually you're like so in love like, yes yeah, it's gonna be forever like you're the, the reality of this is very much weird um so uh this is the new girl boss this is it the new girl boss is being so fucking honest that it's like i don't know if i love you but we're gonna keep trying yeah you know (laughs) i do love you but (laughs) yeah so it's weird to not be in that fantasy of like you know what what love is um but i'm very much in a very open and just honest place in my life where i just want to you know feel good things and focus on good things and um and 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 just be a good present um, person. I just, I want, I feel like I've always wanted to be a big star and a big artist in the sense of being somebody that was culturally, you know, important and, and, and only not for myself, but I just always wanted to make songs that people were just like, they're so good. Yeah. So and sing songs. Be like, oh. And by product of that, if you recognize this big hair on the train, then of course, cool, you know, but it's not like but the, 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 the meat of it is like, oh gosh, girl, they just really love your song. But I feel like um, as you get older, and I think that something happens when you hit 30, you're just like, man, I also too want to make sure that I'm a good friend, that I'm a good daughter, um, that I'm 
I'm just uh, just a healthier person, you know? So I think that's where my life is, and which is why I chose New York over LA, because for me, New York is always where I wanted to live. LA is where I had to work. And so I feel like I'm on a um, a living journey because I don't, I've, I've really, I'm not the girl who lived in her 20s. I was not out. I was at the house writing, mm-hmm. <laughs> for real, mm-hmm. for real. That's like amazing. I didn't, you know, I had a couple of serious, guys I was dating but like I was not you know I didn't have my time so of really turning up too much because I you I think as a black woman too you always feel just a lot when what window do we have to be that free you just feel so much pressure to mm-hmm. be successful um so I feel like it's, I'm just in my early 30s I just want to like learn how to live and just be like okay can I live can I know how to cook myself a really nice dinner and also write a great song in the same day? Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't yes. have to be all consuming. I don't, that, those are the questions that I'm mm-hmm. asking. Like, can I be fully, because I do believe being fully myself, you know, is, is those things. So I'm trying to, to figure out the duality of um, being a living, breathing, fun, having, happy, but authentic artist, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I just can't stop smiling because I'm so excited for your journey. Hearing you say a lot of this, um, Kirby, you, I mean, you have it. Just speaking from someone who's also been in the music industry, but in different realms. Um, it's just, it's so cool to hear you say a lot of this because it's like you did the work. You did the work in the moment that you thought was the best work you could do. You, you went the furthest you could go, but you really had to retract in order to find yourself and your heart and live with that, that like authentic light from inside out, you know, so that you're making sure that you're shining the right kind of light also on, on your listeners. That, now, I've never heard it worded like that, but I love that because when we say shining light, you're very true. Like there are different. I've never, I've never thought about that. But you're right. Shining the right, you know, the right kind of light on the right thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think, yeah, you're an influence. I can completely agree. And by right, I don't mean that in a uh, pretentious way. I mean, because for me, what's right is what's true. What's right is what's uh, what what is authentic. You know. Um, but yeah, I love that. I love that. Can I ask your astrology signs? Uh, okay, get it. I'm gonna see you in Okay. Let me, hold up, because I, I just downloaded what's the name? Uh, Sanctuary? Co-star? Co-star? You just I downloaded just it? Okay, okay. This. I, w- I want to see. Uh, let me make sure I know exactly what my chart is. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, okay, yeah, I do want to guess, honestly. Okay, I'm ready, I'm ready. Okay. And I'm like, how did I, how do I not know your birthday? I normally know that. Um, <laughs> That's not right. It's, it's really not. Okay. Okay, I got to pull this one and I got the moon in it. Do you relate to your sun, moon, and rising? Actually, yeah, I do. Yeah. Okay, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna completely guess random. Um, you're so authentic, but I feel like you have a soft spot potentially. So potentially, I see like Pisces. Okay, that's close. Like, that's uh, close. Water sign. Or Aquarius? No, I no. November. I'm so wrong. Your November? Yeah. Sagittarius? Scorpio. You so Scorpio. I think of October as Scorpio. Scorpio. October Scorpio. My moon is kind of random. Aries. And my rising is Libra? I was so wrong. Okay, Libra. Okay, your rising was Libra. So that means kind of like the way that you like portray yourself, you know, like. That's the thing, right? Like Very presentable. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, What's your time? I'm Gemini. I love being a Gemini. I'm a Gemini. Um, so, you know, when you're speaking speaking about that duality, I'm like, I got, I definitely got it. I'm constantly yes, back and forth with it. Um, Gemini, Sun, Virgo, Moon. So very honestly, like I'm, I can't stop talking ever, but I'm very analytical. Um, at the end of the day, I like to be very grounded um, in what I know and who I am. And then uh, my rising is actually Capricorn. So that's a little bit of my like a strong woman. Come on here. Yeah, yeah. So I love astrology. I love healing journeys. I love affirmations. I love vision boards. I'm so into all of that. So I, um, yeah, I love your vibe. And I actually don't know that many Scorpios. So really? Um, yes. So I don't uh, think I know a Gemini woman. It's our, it's our, it's our time. It's our time to know about each other. <laughs> you just played your first festival, right? 
Yeah. It was great, girl. You know, it, uh, honestly, I was in a, red, a wedding last week, um, and it kind of reminded me of that. I was like, oh, my gosh, this is what, <laughs> okay. this is what it feels like to be a bridesmaid when you're, when you're um, doing a festival. But, man, I mean, it goes by so quick. I can't remember anything. Just to big up some other people. Lucky Day set was incredible. Victoria's set was incredible. Uh, Tink did a really great set as well. Um, it was just really cool to see a festival of R and B singers. Like, where did they do that? Then? Yeah, like, yeah. That was that was right. fire. Um, so yeah, I just felt really at home, and it was really cool to just be received well and have people who I'm sure didn't know me, um, maybe when they first got there, um, find me and DM me and be like, "We love your set, and we, you know, we we're downloading your music now," or have people. Wow. Come up to me with this big old hair because you know it's hard to hard to miss now and say, "Girl, we love, love about you." you. I, yes. I just think every artist deserves to be in an environment where they know they can go and just be loved on, and that's really what it uh-huh. was for me. Because sometimes you feel like the outcast in a lot of these places, but there it was like, uh-uh. "Wow, come on, we love you." Come full on, full circle. Love you. That sounds like full circle. It's like, it sounds like you know, like when you went back to Mississippi, you were like, "I got to be around the right people," and then here. Uh-huh. And then you you found yourself, and then you went back out, and you continued to find your people. Yeah, yes, at your first festival. And let me tell, let me tell you something, Alexa. This is how you know you're on the right path because it was so hard to do that as a songwriter, and I think it was because I just wasn't being authentic. And I don't think it's just hard to attract that type of genuine love if you're not being yourself. And so I I never mirrored those two moments. But you're right, it really does feel like, um, it really did feel like that, that I was able to attract um, that type of energy. So I love that. I love that perspective. Yeah, you're, you're doing it. So were there any um, expectations um, about your first festival versus reality? Uh, the masses mic didn't work on the first. Oh, oh, <laughs> on the first two lines, girl, so I definitely expected that not to happen. But even so, like, you know, we we are professionals at this thing, honey. So we just turned around and switched mics and made it look like we was dancing. It was a it was a thing. You know, it's all about the pivot. It's all about the okay, this hit me, pal. What's my next move? And just being being I thank God for those open mics, for those five people cafe shows, for those Berkeley shows, for those shows that you do when people are Instagram live or TikToking about it because it gives it's all preparation. Performing at your in your mirror is not silly. Like it's really preparation. Like it it's so I, I feel like Can you say that again? Performing in your mirror performing in your mirror's preparation. Oh my gosh, girl, I was, yes. I had a, a carry and this is me being grown. Like this is this is like after I had been signed. Like I would I would name festivals in my apartment and be like, how y'all doing? And be performing in my apartment in, in heels, you mm, know, 30 minutes wow. a day. Like it's my performance workouts, you know That's what I'm saying? Because I, I wanted to be ready. Not knowing I wouldn't perform my first festival for three years from now, but you know, I just, I feel like I, I asked, it's so funny how life works. Cause I asked smoke, D smoke. I said, man, can I do superpower with you? I'll pay for my own ticket. I'll pay for my team to travel. If you just, you know, if you let me do the song with you. And he so graciously opened that door and allowed me to do that. And some people would could have been like, that was silly. You pay for a flight, you pay for a hotel for several people, costumes, makeup, um, Ubers, all of it girl adds up for to sing a verse and a hook not knowing that me taking that chance to invest in what some people would have said was silly would make me a lot less nervous when I had to do it for myself, you know, eight months down the line for my first festival, because I know I don't get a sound check. because I didn't get a sound check with him. So all I'm saying, is, I say all that to say is like your expectations are a little bit more balanced when you don't negate the opportunity to do the small things or the things that look like, oh, this isn't going to give me a lot of attention. Oh, why would I do this? This isn't, this isn't like, my name isn't at the top. Girl, child, them, they, he, whatever, go and do it because we all need that type of practice. 
All yeah. of his practice. Yeah. All of his practice. You know, it's like you put you can put out a song and it goes like crazy like that, and you might not get that opportunity. And you just have to learn as you go. But for those of us who have a more of a grinding journey, like I feel like we're we become seasoned by taking our time and really taking those opportunities that some people might would have looked over because they don't feel like they're big enough. Yeah. No. But you had to be open to it. Like yeah, I, I heard you say. I heard you say you had to ask D Smoke. You had to. You had to ask. That's mm-hmm. that's. You were open to the. You were like I. I want to be on that. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. To, to me, a lot of this also comes back to your vision. You're knowing. You knew. You're an artist. You knew you had to take those steps for yourself, big or small or whatever they were in between, because you. That was yours. That, yeah. That's yours. Those this career. Those those songs. That verse. Um, the, again, all those moments, you have to put yourself there. You have to put yourself there. And it's not quick for everybody. And you, you know, if you're 20 right now, why won't you give yourself five years of grace to figure it out? Like, what, yeah. why, like, you, why do you have to have, why do, I mean, great. If you're a millionaire by the 22, 23, 24, 25, great. But if you're blessed to continue living past that, that means you have more time. Mm-hmm. to meet your goals you know so I, I feel like we just put a lot of pressure on ourselves as women we have a internal okay. clock that says it has to happen and it has to happen now but for those of us when that whose story is not quite like that we just have to be okay um knowing that yeah it's going to happen and embracing and creating Create. our own small victories you know mm. and like now I'm going to ask like I have some people could have been so private but like no, they need to ask me about I, I one thing I've learned about any opportunity um, from my manager, from my publishing deal, from being on tour with John Legend, all of those things came because I did not have so much pride in me that I could not humble myself and ask. Like I said, yo, John, somebody please tell John Legend that I I, I want to go on tour with him. That tweet got maybe like, I don't even think that tweet got a hundred likes. But John happened to see it, and John DM'd me and was like, yo, yeah, let's go. Like, so what if I would have been like, oh, my God. Thank you for telling this story. I'm not going to put it out. Or that's embarrassing. Why would you add a celebrity? Like, that's, that's, that's like, that's pretty Because why not? Girl, honey. Why not? Why not? You know, because for me, putting myself out there and remaining open with good intentions has always, you never lose. You never lose. You never lose. And you're the example of ask and you shall receive. So, I mean, even with your YouTube challenge, um, I mean, I mean, I honestly haven't really, I wanted to get more into, into you as an artist more than a lot of your accolades. But Kirby, the way that you have come up, again, back to authenticity, tweeting at John Legend, doing um, a YouTube challenge, you know, being signed to, to Rock Nation, being in the studio with legends haha john you know being in the studio with (laughs) with with kanye like you've done a lot but it's all leading up to these moments that are next it's all leading at least i think again like i I, I can't stop smiling because i just feel like um it's so cool to relate to someone um who's taking it one day at a time because Mm. um not only what option is there when when your heart is um dedicated but um but also it's it's the patience and willingness to have a different journey um, because I do think a lot of, you know, women, um, you're right, are on that clock. Fuck the clock. Fuck the ceiling. Fuck the clock. Oh, fuck Done FCC. Fuck the clock. Mm-hmm. That ass. Fuck the ceiling. And that's another C, huh? It's FCC for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for real. That ass. No. Who fucks? No. Yeah. What does it mean to co-write in technical terms? So walk us through the steps of writing a song with or for someone um, that's not yourself. How do you separate yourself or do you? Um, I think you hold on to a little bit of yourself because if an artist is asking for you to come to write for them, they are asking for you to come to write for them. There's something that you bring to the table that they want and they want to mix that with what it is that they do. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of times I would go and write for artists and be, try to write like the artists and, and listen, honey. I've done sessions where I've tried to sing. I have a Shakira Diramo out there somewhere. I tried to sing like Shakira. I remember my publisher said, don't ever do that again. <laughs> I had to learn the hard way that when people ask for you, they're asking for you. 
Um, so co-writing can be, can be a plethora of ways. Um, a lot of the things that I did um, back when I was writing for Kanye, um, it would be like he has an idea and you flesh it out. He comes back, you know, back and forth. And sometimes it's all, you know, over um, sending songs back. Um, co-writing can be a situation where um, the artist wants to be there and, and really just tell you um, what they're going through and line for line, you know, mm. write it out with you. It really just depends on, you know, the environment that the artist feels most comfortable with. Um, I think my favorite ways to write with an artist is having almost this therapy session where they tell you about what's going on in their lives. And you're like, mm. okay, let me cook something. Let, let me, mm. let me, let Language. me marinate on that. Yeah. And let me come back to, with, with something because I do love to, to kind of take that in and just be like a, a songwriting theory and be like, okay, yeah. this is what you told me that you were feeling. Let's, I will do a song together, but I also wanted to, I just wanted to paint from your inspiration. So I've, I've done a lot of songs like that. Um, but it's, 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 a, it's a, it's definitely a, a beautiful process when two people can be transparent and not judgy. Cause you're going to say some shitty lines. You're going to say some lines that don't make sense. And you have to be able to say them out loud and not feel like the person in the other room is then going to doubt your ability to write a great song, you yeah. know? So it, 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 um, it takes a lot of trust to co-write because you don't always say great things, <laughs> you know, you might have an off day as a writer. And so when you're co-writing from someone, it has to be, um, that you guys have to have at least a, a, a trust that knows that we're both worthy enough to be in the room and we can both get it wow. and we get it even better together and yeah. um that takes time but I mean one of the few people who I love writing with um who also is getting his just sign just just do because he is all over this Kendrick Lamar record is Sam do and he's he's like one of the easiest people that I love to write with because he knows that I'm great and I know that he's great so when we go and get in a room together, no you know, we're both, yeah, we're, it's like, it's like two friends. It's like, what's up? Like, da 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 Like, we're, we're going back and forth. It's fun. At that point, we can just pass the ball because it's, <laughs> you know, we both, we're both shooters. Um, but yeah, he's all over this country with my record, which is huge. But um, yeah, it's just about finding that right person. Like everybody, you don't want to have a three hour conversation with on the phone. Yeah. And that's, that you got to be willing to sign right with somebody that you like having, you know, being in a room with. Cool. Connection. Yeah, it sounds like it's, a lot of it is connection and language and the ability to um, translate that language. You get it, girl. You get it. Yeah. But but I think that also like you're you're also really help like you're confirming a lot of these things. Like I haven't had a chance to write with that many people yet. So a lot of these questions I'm asking obviously again for audience, but also for myself, because hearing you say some of this, I'm like, damn, okay, that's what I thought. But okay, maybe. And do well, then, a lot of co-writing, not to cut you off, do a lot. Like that's one thing I would have wished I would have done more. Really? Okay. If you learn people's, people's approach is different. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So sometimes you co-write not even for the song, you co-write because you can learn about the process. You co-write mm. because, oh, oh, this is how you go in, you speed up the song and then you pitch it down you know, two semitones because you feel like that's going to help you get ideas. Like everybody does this thing differently, you know, like, and so once I remember reading a Frank Ocean article and somebody was talking about how, you know, he, they would be in the studio with him and he's such an, uh, he's just a sponge. Like he soaks up the process of different people because in, in doing that, you eventually create your own. God. I'm like sweaty all of a sudden. This is fucking amazing. This is great. Girl, it's hot in Oklahoma, girl. It's, it's hot girl, in New York. Uh, I say it that. It's humid. <laughs> it's gross. <laughs> Get me out. <laughs> Your makeup is um, great, girl. You're still playing. Oh, thank you. That highlighter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll just say it's highlighter. <laughs> so what advice do you have for songwriters looking to become full-time artists? Um, looking back, is there anything you would have done differently? Nothing. I would have, well, yeah, I would have written more with more people, but when it comes to like getting in this industry, man, I would be TikToking all the time. To do a song a day on TikTok right now, the way that algorithm is set up, it's so easy to build an audience. So you recommend it? You recommend social still? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. Like there is there is nothing nothing career wise that came that began as like a seed. Like every new beginning in my career, whether it's touring or 
songwriting for other artists or deciding to become an artist, all of that is intertwined with social media. And I feel like TikTok is the perfect, you know, platform to really just kind of start as a nobody and build an authentic audience. And they show your the way the algorithm is set up, they can show your your music to different people. Of course you gotta be okay with some certain days you feel like your numbers are low, but then there's one day where it can just like explode. So I, I feel like yeah, I would definitely, you know, the commitment to n- being precious with your music, but not being too precious that every good song that you have is on your hard drive and nobody's ever heard it. Put it mm-hmm. out. Wow. You just, yep. You just touched a out. certain type of artist for sure. Say that again. Put it out. Put it out. Put the music out. The world is ready. Or they don't care or... about that mix as much as you do. <laughs> mm, People want to feel it. You know? People want to feel it. Let them feel it. Somebody needs that song. And that's me talking to myself. Somebody needs that song. A lot of what I'm hearing back from you, you put yourself in these situations, but you have no option but to be fully vulnerable or else you won't be satisfied with the outcome because it's not 100% yourself. Yeah. And you know the difference. You know when you're being... You know, other people might can't put their finger on it, but you can certainly tell when like, oh man, I'm just not being, I'm not being myself. I'm being myself. So two more questions for you. Um, First, what is your favorite song right now, just even today, that you've ever written? That I've ever written? Oh, that girl, you've ever written. written. Like um, <laughs> I mean, we can talk about Kendrick too. I know, right? I really do... Um, I don't know why Bang keeps coming to mind, but I just feel like that song is very, uh, I love that song. I also love, um, I love We Don't Funk just because I just, uh, writing that type of song in production wise, it coming together and feeling like a real, I just felt proud that that was my record. Um, but I, I mean, as a whole, since the first project, I just feel very honored, you know, to, to be like those chords are my chords. You know, and not mine, like I, by myself, I work with the incredible um, musicians. But to to say that those are my songs, yeah. um, I'm just proud of, of, of that record. I really, really am. And yeah, I, I would feel like as a whole, it would definitely be my first project. But something about, you know, Vane is a really emotional, um, Southern soul type record, you know, I'm a huge Alabama Shakes fan and I feel like I could play that record for record for Brittany Howard and she would be proud of me and so I just any record that I feel like I can play for those who I've been inspired by and be like they're gonna like this that's what I'm not gonna show you that that's that's what that's what does it for me like Mm. I've done you've done good girl what is your gold moment in life Mm. and that can just be a moment where you're like wow i I did this. I'm doing this. This is who I am. Mm. This is probably not what people would would say, but it's a gold moment for me. My dad um, used to, we grew up listening to this gospel quartet group. Um, I'm from Mississippi, so, you know, we we read Southern, Southern, Southern. Um, And he had a 65th birthday. And um, I was like, there's no, I've, I've got to find this group. Like, I need them to come and sing to my dad and do like a concert. Like, I, I needed to do to find it. So I went and pulled my strings and I was, you know, sending emails saying Kirby and Rock Nation in the title and really trying to, you know, make that happen because I just, my, my father doesn't really understand what I do. <laughs> He's like, what? I didn't get paid royalties. Um, but when I had that moment that I could show him that, okay, daddy, I've worked hard enough to, um, musically full circle, give him something that I I don't think I would have been able to do had I had not, you know, taken the journey that I've had and got kind of built a name in music and, um, been able to, um, you know, be somebody that'd be like, okay, 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 we'll do this for you. That was the moment for me where music and family and um all of that just felt like okay this is why you do it so that you can go back to those who 
people you love and do things that you felt like at one point, you know, weren't possible. So that's a, for somebody that might not be a big moment. But for me, my father, who um, means so much to me, and, and there's sometimes a disconnect between him understanding what I do and, 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 and being a part of it. I felt like that was a one time that I could show him, um, you know, that I took a very unconventional journey but it has allowed me to do things like this, you know, for you. And um, yeah, that's what it's about. That That's my goal moment or, or going back to stacks and, and giving scholarships. Like it's all, it's yes, everything that feels golden to me is rooted in other people and going back home and being able to um, be a resource. And if I, if that's, that's really what it's all about. That's, that's my happiness. Amazing. That's my happiness. Giving back, but also, yeah, being yourself. Yeah. Right. Well, thank you so much for um, being on Women and Music season three. Thank Kirby, you. Kirby, you are just iconic. Oh, Queenie, oh, featuring oh, Queenie. Oh, 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 show up the balloon. I think somebody's graduating <laughs> and they have a balloon in the air. Queenie's going. She's like, crazy. let me have at it. Okay. Could you imagine? Could you imagine? She's like five pounds. It looks right. like a, a US to her. I know. I know. I know. Okay. All right. Well, that's our cue. Um, <laughs> hey, I'll send you. It, it was amazing. It was amazing. I can't wait to continue to support you. Godspeed on your journey. Thank you. Don't let no no stop you. Just be yourself, girl. You are beautiful. I can only imagine how beautiful you. your music is just by your energy, your space, and, and just how comfortable and authentic you know and value you uh, made me feel today so i know that's going to resonate in your music so go for it girl go you. full speed you got thank the you. time i'll meet you there you, you don't have all the time in the world because you never know how long we're here put that song out you've you got the time that's right thank you thank you so much have a great rest of your day and um I'll be listening to and repeat. My pleasure, my love. Bye, Kirby. Likewise. If you liked today's episode of Women in Music, please do not forget to rate and review Spotify, Apple, all the things. Help women help women. It means so much. So, Kirby, can you feel it? Can you feel the radiance I was talking about? Isn't she just amazing? Clearly, I was in awe and still am. And just like I said at the beginning, I love that I had the opportunity to speak with her during such a important time in her life and in my life as I become an artist. So please be sure to follow and keep up with Kirby at Kirby Music on Instagram, Spotify, TikTok, YouTube, all the places. I've been listening to her music on shuffle in the mornings as I make breakfast and um, it's a vibe. It's a whole vibe. Join us next week on Women in Music as I speak with one of my biggest inspirations. You might hear me fangirl. You don't want to miss this one.